Hey, this is Saya. I'm Nicole. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Carol. And this is what keeps us together. Basically, the group chat in your head. Living rent free. All right. Today, we are going to get into some microaggressions. Microaggression. A comment or action that subtly and often unconsciously or unintentionally expresses a prejudiced attitude towards a member of a marginalized group, such as a racial minority. Okay, and so we are going to start this conversation with something that happened recently um, for Juneteenth in Ikea, and we're going to go to Atlanta for the report. (laughs) Not Atlanta. That's outrage at Ikea. Workers calling out sick and threatening to walk off the job. It's all because of a racially insensitive menu put together to celebrate Juneteenth. The special menu featured foods like fried chicken and watermelon. A parent historically used as a racist depiction of what African-Americans eat. CBS 46's Tori Cooper is live outside the Ikea in Midtown. And Tori, tonight a manager at the furniture retail giant location is apologizing, right? Rick, Ikea store employees that I spoke to right here on the sidewalk outside of Ikea did not want to go on camera over fears of repercussions, but they did tell me that they believe that the management here at Ikea needs to do more to educate themselves on black culture. Okay. Um, I also read a little bit further with this that the management was all white, so there was no one black in the room when they made this menu if that will help of frame, course if this will help frame the conversation a smidgen hearing this white lady news report talking about the menu consisted of items like <laughs> fried chicken <laughs> and watermelon <laughs> hard and facts here dun, in Atlanta dun, dun. breaking news first uh, of all as a black person or a person of color I don't like watermelon so mm, that menu is not going to be for me <laughs> What they could have done if they wanted to celebrate Juneteenth is offer a discount on the day. Because I don't care what meat that is, the meatballs are still good. But this is for the people who work there. No, I, it's unclear if this is like in their cafe for everyone oh, or for the employees. I like thought I it was for the employees. I couldn't get that either. Okay. Um, oh, But okay. as a well, black no, person, sure. person just... of color... I thoroughly enjoyed this menu. Um, <laughs> however, I don't go to IKEA to eat, so I wouldn't. This wouldn't be I my do. jam. Depends on who's making the fried chicken. That's another thing. I see. For me, I would be like, okay, is it someone's auntie in the kitchen or their um, Medea cooking the food? One. It's a TV dinner chicken. Okay, so then then no, this is a this is very offensive. <laughs> I mean, every, everything there is a TV dinner type meal. Yeah, no, so I, don't want any I already of this. know the chicken. But is it's the be problem good. that. Black people didn't come up with it, or yes. that white people are the ones that you know. Like, what's the problem here? Because the men, as a black person, I thoroughly enjoy everything on this menu. <laughs> now the question is, who's cooking it? Yeah, that is the question. If Karen, Susie, I mean, and Becky are cooking it, first then I of feel all, very offended. Well, first of all, if you go to the cookout, people are skeptical of who cooked it. Like, right? That's just being black in general. Yeah. Right. So it, you know, I don't, Kept I don't care. Love. Karen might be Karen with a C. And maybe she know how to fry chicken, but that doesn't mean I'm going to eat it if her kitchen nasty. Mm-hmm. But what's the problem with the menu? Right, like, like, how did yeah. you, how did you feel when you first heard about this? Cause I, I think I laughed. I didn't, yeah, I didn't care. But I, I just don't know how you, I would feel if I worked there. Yeah. I think I, I believe that the, the way in which attitude. it, yes, that too. <laughs> but <laughs> I believe that it was the way in which. It was handled overall. I don't even know if it was really so much is it being um, an exclusively um, offensive menu. I think it's more so one of these things of we know no one, if it was handled with tact, you would have at least another black person handling it. You would have known where, they would have known where to cut the line. I think that the, like the, the watermelon thing was, to me, it reminds me of um, whoever that golfer was that talked about Tiger Woods back in the day and said he was going to, you know, finish the Masters by having a plated fried chicken and watermelon. And 
so culturally insensitive. Yeah. And so I know that we know, okay, yes, if this is coming, something that's coming up from upper management as a black person, fried chicken, macaroni, greens, that's it. Like, let's not oh, so do... you need to you need to pick and choose. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. The watermelon because, is where they you know, cross so the line. The reason, the reason why I know that that's a fact is because the African American Museum serves basically that whole entire yes, Lord, it's um, so good menu. Uh, see, see, we weren't saying that we didn't like that stuff. <laughs> what we were saying is, but yeah, so I, I haven't seen them be like, and now we're gonna have some watermelon pie, or you know, like watermelon pie. I'm, that I'm, sounds Caucasian, <laughs> but my, that doesn't have reasons, right? It's it, yes, it does. <laughs> But I do understand the symbolism of fried chicken and watermelon, yes. and that's where it's. Offensive. I think that that's where. It's, yeah, yeah, I do. I okay. think that that's that. And people who are culture black, if you're creating that menu, you're not gonna do that. Where have you ever done that besides an actual cookout? So, okay, but that's what. So this brings up the question of how do you be culturally sensitive? Though? Yeah. If you've decided that you're gonna do it with the menu, like you're not gonna give them the day off, you're not gonna like whatever, or like do a discount, like then. Like, what is the appropriate way For to do it? For corporations, yeah. I think, well, one is inviting Black people in the room. Like, you should never... Like, I wouldn't go have, like, a single de Mayo yeah. party at my job and not incorporate anyone that's not... Latina or Latina. Yeah. Like, I think that's the word for me that that's where they messed up. Right. But I do just want to point out one more thing that they did. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> when they found out that people were mad, um, <laughs> they added cornbread, mashed potatoes, and beans. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, this is where we messed up, y'all. <laughs> we have green bean casserole now. Shoot. Don't be upset. That's where we messed up. Okay, that was it. Um, but yeah, I think with it, or if I was IKEA and I didn't have anyone, if, See, there's no one black in my in Atlanta. I don't know how, but there's no one black sure. here. It's a shortage. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, the Negroes are gone. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they don't have idea. I would have. I would have probably hired a caterer, like a black caterer, like a small yeah. business, oh, and had them yeah. come and cater the day. Um, yeah. So, or something else. Mm. Like I just, for whatever reason. I do see why people are offended, I, but I do feel like the food also probably wasn't going to be good. Right. Well, I think that also goes to you have to. I think it it's also terrible that there has to be a context with it because while we're talking about what could be perceived as a culturally insensitive menu, how I'm thinking about it is if this was my white management or Caucasian management planning for a bunch of my staffers who may be people of color, then I can see because maybe you're implying that my people of color staff like this type of food, which they probably do. However, don't assume, don't assume. Right. But right. if this is a situation <laughs> where they are feeding what? the masses, like all of their patrons at Ikea, and this is their Juneteenth menu, yeah. then some kind of way, I, I truly, I believe that it could be perceived as not, the worst thing in the world because you're feeding the masses. Maybe you could incorporate some some other judgment or decision, like in, being inclusive of people of color in, in your decision making. But to make an assumption that your staff, like this is what the staff wants because they're people of color and it's Juneteenth. So let's feed them what, what they're they used to. Right. Let's <laughs> feed them so what that, they want. That. That in itself is the microaggression, right? Yeah, right. That in the itself assumption. is the, the assumption. And right. therein lies the problem. Also, I, I do want to do a side note. Wanda Sykes said that when she grew up, her mama said they couldn't have watermelon in front of white people because they'd be watching. You can't dance for white people. You can't eat no watermelon in front of white people. You get to do all that stuff at, at home. So maybe that's part of the reason why it's become an offensive thing. I don't know, like because it was already a trope, but I feel like that's what it feels like yeah. at night. Right. Yeah, the, the, the problem is that it is gimmicky like it's a cheap way out mm -hmm. right it's like oh we're celebrating you because this that shit y'all like yes um <laughs> which this doesn't feel shit. genuine at all Man. and i think that that is the biggest problem for me in like how i would feel i think if i either worked there or was a patron at this specific idea i guess is like i think i would just like laugh and be like i'm not eating that shit <laughs> like, this was dumb i don't know why y'all did this but if they were like actually kidding <laughs> 
No. Let me smell this shit. Nah, I see smell. raisins. I see the craisins over there in the corner. <laughs> Cut that um, chicken in half. Let me make sure it's done. Oh, oh okay. shit. Um, I think that, <laughs> um, yeah, like something that was more meaningful. Like if they had actually brought in like a black caterer, supported a black business to support Juneteenth and like show their support for the new holiday, that would make me as a person who doesn't patronize Ikea be like, oh, I'm going to go to Ikea on Juneteenth like to support this movement yes. and this action um but this just feels cheap yeah. they also so they le- released a statement ikea did because i'm also assuming that these ikeas are like franchise where because it doesn't Probably. this was not like a National. nationwide yeah. menu change yeah. i only mm-hmm. they said specifically atlanta but they said um so why in atlanta because that's what the negroes are you know that's, where the, that's like I mean, the negro i, I understand um, that but like world. that to me is also <laughs> It's it's a really big microaggression to mm-hmm. if if it is franchise mm-hmm. that to own let's do it in Atlanta where the black people no reside. I think no. so I think it's like franchise where like this store is owned by maybe like this they this only own this store or like other stores so their their employees are probably majority black to be honest they're midtown so it's probably majority people that black that work there I feel like they might have had good intention they, they the people who called in sick yeah yeah yes. what where they messed up was like we said is not inviting black people in. Like you have, if you're going to make decisions for black people, then black people need to be in the room. at right. the table. But real quickly, I just want to do this, um, this statement. They said, we value our coworkers' voices and change the menu after receiving feedback to the foods that were selected are not reflective of the deeply meaningful traditional foods historically served as part of Juneteenth celebrations. We got it wrong and we sincerely apologize. So my question was, what... Foods are served at Juneteenth celebrations. I don't know. They could have fed me some filet McNon. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, some seafood would be nice. Lobster, mm. especially because you can't not me. <laughs> Give me some king crab. I'm just thinking about like um, black church um, repast menus and anniversary. This was very reminiscent. Of- it was. <laughs> yeah. Everything that would be served. right on point. To be literally honest. that plate we talked about. <laughs> don't shake your uh, head because we just had the same thing at church anniversary before COVID. We did, and as a member <laughs> of culinary. Of an amazing culinary situation, we strive so flat. hard to not it's five. to not cook that stereotypical. <laughs> so so late. It was. I forgot which one to And we strive so hard to not cook the stereotypical meal. Ma'am, we have fried chicken. We do because, because they complain when they don't have it. It's, right. Either <laughs> it's people complain or sometimes it's just easy. So what what point are, are we so we're pretty much proving um IKEA, yes. right? But wait, yes, can we also we address the fact that that was just shocking to me? What? That y'all strive to not be the stereotype in the kitchen because we eat very well, stereotypical. Yes. No, like if you think if you if you genuinely think about it, if you look in the course of a year when when <laughs> church was open. We would try to cook baked chicken. We would try to cook fish or other alternatives that weren't like mm. it's not ham and fried chicken all the time. Have I had fish yet? We had salmon. Where? What events are these? I feel like the only times I feel like we have um, smaller groups. Bre- well, I feel like maybe um, this is such a side. Yeah, sorry. Summer. When we do the. Um, uh, why am I blanking on it? Vacation Bible School is where I feel like yeah. we have like different because it's all week. Yeah. yeah. But I also understand you guys are probably providing food that's affordable for a large yeah. amount of people because you're feeding upwards of 200 people, people yeah. at one yeah. time and, and all, 100 yeah. of them are going to be greedy and hungry so we have to make sure we have enough food for seconds and thirds. fried chicken is the easiest yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's like, it easy and it's cheap. It's, and it's you know to well, come by. And trying to make sure that you're making something that the majority of people are going to like. Right. And what are the Negroes going to want? Fried, fried chicken, chicken and watermelon. Because if you make salmon, <laughs> like... Obviously, now that I think about it, I don't we know... We have our watermelon. But we only have. at, like, the... Um, but we have the picnics. Trays. It's like the picnics you usually have it. Not for, like... Not Right, so I'm saying it's not for, like, church anniversary <laughs> or, like, something that's supposed to be really nice. You're right. I don't think we ever served watermelon. because we can't have... We can't get... You know, you get dirty when you eat watermelon. But why people don't come to our... So why would it... Why would we not eat it? We do have... Melanin lacking people that are they married to people with full of men mm-hmm. melanin? Yes. <laughs> like what are we yes. talking about? Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying it's yes. not like we're like the minority yes. where we're eating watermelon in front of a bunch of Caucasian folks. I didn't even know that that was a thing until I watched this like David Chang documentary where he he doesn't sound black. He's not. 
Okay. But he he's a chef. Oh. And he like did a whole bunch of shows like Anthony Bourdain kind of, but like and um. he had one specifically about fried chicken and it was a whole bunch of he was he went to like black establishments and the people were talking about how like gauche it is to be eating fried chicken and watermelon in public and how they were raised to like not do that. And I was like, wait, this is a real yeah. thing. I did not know that it was like because something it was that's pointedly yeah. like Okay, I do remember the yeah. cartoons and stuff. But I mean, this is like present day. Yeah. It's probably like the generation, like our parents' generation, talking to him about like that they pointedly don't do it in public. And I was like, I thought this was a joke. But I'm trying to think, have I like eating fried chicken? No, well, oh. fried chicken, of course, like, all the time. But like watermelon specifically, oh, if I've been oh, out with a bunch of Caucasian people and eaten it. But what kind of like? situations are you, you like in, yeah. with watermelon like maybe other than breakfast well i mean up uh-huh. until college i was everything because that's all besides church that was life yeah that was pretty much all like we were the minority and at, for me no, no, and no. everything no no no. i'm saying what kind of scenario are you in when you're around a whole bunch of white people in watermelon is present <gasps> like if i'm at their house or something i just had an experience last year or a year before for my birthday and i didn't even think about it and I was out there eating watermelon. I'm so you sorry. You were going in, won't no, you? I'm sorry. I'm now tell so, us about it. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, no, what uh, white water rafting. You just, just reminded me that I was out there just... They had watermelon and the white water raft? But is it yeah. a problem? <laughs> Well, did you, 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 you feel like, <laughs> no, did you I, feel embarrassed? I didn't. I told that watermelon, I'm like, you were hungry. <laughs> so I'm sure <laughs> I look refreshing when it's hot out. Especially if you let it marinate in some vodka or something. Uh-oh. Oh, I just saw a rosé recipe that I almost made yeah. today. But Let I me wait, try uh, in some drinking. tequila because I don't like vodka and I don't like watermelon. So putting the two together probably wouldn't be the best. Why don't you just not? Just don't drink it though. I tried to eat some watermelon about a week ago. melon. Also, watermelon's very on trend right now because people are putting mustard, mustard and cinnamon. I, well, I can I, I can so understand I can. salt. I don't understand the mustard. I understand thing. salt. I, like I have seen people either. put Kool Aid packets on it. Like the okay, now we're now <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> Just diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so either Kool Aid packets or Jello Jello mix. Well, those don't have any sugar in them. But before. Oh, the pre-mix does, but not... I was thinking the little packs. Guys, no, this is a microaggression. No. <laughs> well, Kool-Aid, yes. Kool-Aid and water. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. And then Chicken. That is where I'm boycotting Ikea. And they know the purple drink anyway. Red Kool-Aid to be specific. That's where they would have been. What flavor is this? Red? So can there be microaggressions within our own community? Like yes, because I like I thought the we light were skin about versus dark skin thing is a whole microaggression. Is it to me? Oh, yes. interesting. Okay, get yeah. into it. Come on, let's talk. Yeah. About I mean, for so me of a of a darker hue, <laughs> right? If somebody when when Don't I remember being, I'm Don't sorry. <laughs> So what's happening? I'm sorry. Hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like at this table. I mean, when when you, you have like no, that? I have a very oh, am I supposed wait, to wait? Let's right. talk about this. Wait, can you like, okay, yeah, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm so intrigued right now. I'm, okay, I'm very sorry. involved in this conversation. Sorry. So the whole conversation of light skin versus dark skin, and how some dark-skinned women perceive lighter-skinned women to be more beautiful or whatever than than they are for whatever reason. Because, I mean, it goes back to our roots, which is slavery. And if you were lighter, if you were of a lighter hue, most often it's because you were mixed race or a descendant of whatever master you came from. Mm-hmm. And or you worked you in were, a house. Mm-hmm. Or you worked in a house and you were perceived of, as better better or some value because you didn't have to do the heart the quote-unquote hard labor even though caretaking for folks mm-hmm. is hard labor too Caring. so i don't oh never lie <laughs> especially seem terrible caretaking right. racist people <laughs> right and take care of your racist babies right so but, it, but can you explain a little bit more on how you feel it's a microaggression because when you when you're not educated about it and you come across a situation and 
maybe it's someone who's light skin that looks at someone who's dark skin and because they've been mm. indoctrinated with that concept for so long they they look at them a certain way or, or vice versa a dark skin person looks like and i i'm sure my sister probably gets offended sometime but my sister who is lighter than i am and her hair texture is way different than mine on jokingly and out of love i'm like oh she because she got that master daughter hair Oh, oh, so you're the one. You're yes. the problem. Is what I'm you're, the, you're the problem with so microaggressions. You're, you're the microaggressor. Right. So is what I, we're like. I have been. But I have been. When I Not realized that was it out it of love. <laughs> it's, what? But but on the flip side, being she for, does really love her though. I do. Okay. <laughs> but that um, statement is not no, about no, love. No, no. <laughs> but but being educated about it and realizing that that it's not a loving statement, then you then you slowly start to take action and realize what you've done mm. to not be a microaggressor because. You know, when I used to do hair, all hair is good hair. It yeah, doesn't matter that, yeah. what texture your hair is. It It's all good because at the end of the day, you could have really thick hair and <laughs> it hold a style perfectly mm. or really thin hair and it not hold a style. So that person with thin hair may be looking at person with thick hair. I'm like, dang, I wish I could do that. And so when I was in elementary school, predominantly Caucasian, I used to go to school and be like, I would take my fingers in my hair and hold it up like a little troll doll. But just because I was, you know, I was bored and, you know, your mama does your hair and you're like, I don't want my hair to look like this no more. So I would change it at school. And people would be amazed at the fact that my hair could stand up and it didn't need nothing. Mm. So not not that that is troll doll. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, where's the positive? Like, well, also, microaggression. Well, because white kids would really be like, oh my God, your hair. I wish mine could do that. Okay, but wait, let's talk about this. Because I don't know if that's microaggression. See, I don't know if that's a microaggression because it is learning. Yeah. Right. So it's learning, but when they start to do it negative so like oh okay well that's different right yes, yeah. when it when yes. it's starting to be a negative connotation yeah. like instead of them being amazed they're like oh why don't you do something with your hair I can't believe you have right hair like but also is the microaggression also when people when we're like oh she, like her hair like she has terrible or she has good hair but she doesn't her yes. hair is nappy yes. and all that so I remember that definitely yes, yes, okay yes. so it's like same with that when that basketball team when they're like oh the girls the, the comments nappy headed like, hose nappy headed hose yeah, yeah. Right. that kind of that's situation. not even that's not a microaggression no, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's an aggression blatantly racist yes, yes. <laughs> I agree I think well so the reason that it's also considered to be a microaggression is that nine times out of ten these things are done with the intention of being positive usually and but they come out very negative because there's right. a judgment against you in some way shape or form or you're like oh you read really well for a black guy it, or like mm-hmm. you know like, like affirms a stereotype yeah is yeah. how i kind of think about it yes yes and whatever and it could be a stereotype that you're not even aware of until somebody says it and you're like oh what is that a microaggression like yeah. could you just slide that in without me even like not thinking about it initially until I like really sat and thought about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was Also rude. trying to have that conversation <laughs> with yourself before you know the word microaggression is hard. Oh, yeah. Like trying, being like, that felt rude. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they didn't mean to be rude. So this feels weird. <laughs> like, I'm kind of mad, but right. am I allowed to be? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, they meant well, but how am I... I don't to respond to exactly because thank you ain't it right yeah yeah yes. that's where education and change comes in but it's also like that weird moment of not also not trying to be perceived as the angry yeah. black Jesus. girl in the room either by correcting you I live because my life you're that wrong way. yeah it's also a hard um like middle ground too because i want to correct you because i don't want you to do it to me again at the same time battles. once i'm tagged as being aggressive that's a whole nother situation yeah. that you have to deal That's with. That's fine. Completely. Let me be aggressive. Let me say the angry black person. Be, be aggressive. A G. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, I feel like, I just feel like once you're labeled that, your trajectory at that job or whatever has now possibly changed. Mm. I feel if that's like important that's to you. The microaggression that I always used to get mm. in my youth anyway was, oh, like, before I met you, I thought you were gonna be a huge bitch. Same all the time. I'm like, oh, RBF. It's just my space. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't, I can't change it. <laughs> it just is what it is. This is but like I don't, I don't feel like I heard that being said to white women with 
resting oh, I'm bitch gonna say face it all the time now. If, but don't you have to be in my girl It's okay. Seems like she wants to stay in that hurt. Let that hurt. Yeah, it's hot. It's healing to do. I'm in therapy. I promise. Is it working? We haven't got there yet. Progress. Yes, yes. We're working day by day. I just learned it was a problem. We're proud of you. So proud. So I feel like there are like really interesting elements there where learning what a microaggression is and like trying to sort through when it's happening to you the appropriate response i still don't know what it is like i don't like if i was an ikea employee like calling out sick seemed to be their solution but like would i have gone to talk to the manager am i just not showing up to work not even calling out like is am i on strike for the whole week like you know what i mean like what what are the bounds? It's what do you want after that? Yeah, too, yeah right? So, and also you calling out for the day, maybe that inconveniences them. And I guess maybe it works because enough people called out yeah. for them to understand this is a problem. Right. But they also know they want to be identified either. Right. Yeah. Because they yeah. want the backlash. So it's just, there's, right. there's so many fine lines. I mean, retaliation at work, that's when you need to, you need to know your audience. Because I know for me specifically, at work, I can be my authentic self and be very blunt the way I know how to be. That's a blessing. It is. Because I know that my management is, we're very straight shooters. It's like, it's one plus one is forever two. I don't know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit for you. I just don't know how to. Mm. Um, but if you don't have that type of environment and it's not explained to you or it's not um, promoted for you to, to, to be whoever it is you want to be, and not be retaliated against then that's that's a whole nother situation like for going back to what you said i how do you respond in a moment where you are trying to combat your personal emotions you know what i'm saying because i know oftentimes people tell you to think before you speak Right, because it helps with the aggression, or maybe it just helps me. <laughs> Whatever your therapist says. <laughs> but you know, you you ask a question about how do you respond when you don't know how to respond yeah. because you're offended and you don't want to offend other people. So Nicole, I know for you, you're probably more bold and vocal in all settings. Like, I feel like you don't, ha- like you don't code switch. Like you're the same no mm-hmm. matter where you are. Would you f- would you address it how you, if you were afraid that you were gonna lose your job or would you change how you respond to things? Or do you, are you like, it is what it is. If I get fired, I get fired. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like for some people they don't respond to things because mm. they don't want to lose their right. source of income. It's, I, I truly, so that's difficult because you don't know and everything is centered around your needs in the moment. I would like to think that in the moment I would still be my true vocal self and be like, no, this, this ain't right. Mm -hmm. Because, but one never knows until they're in the situation. Right. Right. It's kind of like when you, you, people prepare for an accident, but you never know what you're going to do until you get in the accident. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to say, I mean, a job is a job and, but there are people out here that can't, can't get work for whatever, for whatever reason. So it's a blessing to have a job, especially right now in this climate. So I personally, I would like to say that I would probably be like, no, I'm not doing this and this is wrong. And if I am retaliated against, then that's on you, it's but no, it's going to come back around. Right? <laughs> no, it's going to come back around to you. No, I got God on my side. Hello. Well, I think that that's part of what makes it a microaggression in the first place. So she asked, you know, the question is somebody who thinks they're being nice and sweet. We it becomes a microaggression when we can't really respond in the way in which we want to respond. Right. So right. we have that's to a good point. calculate if we respond, how we respond that won't allow us to, you know, to lose your job. And that's where the power dynamic yeah. is really into play, comes in really into play. The racial dynamic comes really into play because you're having to consider what you'll look like as a black person yeah. if you respond in a certain and way. And this is the emotional toll that black people talk about, right? right? Because not even in just like a job situation, do you have to ask yourself those questions in a personal relationship? Like, are you 
perceptive enough to have this conversation with me? Are you going to understand where I'm coming from without getting defensive or being offended and just like take it for what it is? Well, this, so this might be the petty part of me, but you offended me. So you expect from my response to not offend you? No. Oh, well. But it was unintentional. So then do you intentionally offend them because well, Nicole, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nicole had the option to choose violence and she's like, on. <laughs> no, I'm not saying intentionally, but I'm not going to water anything down mm. for your feelings. Like, you gave so me something. Yes. Your emotions. <laughs> no. I am not no, responsible no. for Hear your me. feelings, okay? Hear me. Hear me. Not what you said offended me. So now I'm going to formulate a response so that you can understand for educational purposes, not with the intention of me being malicious is what so I'm saying. So if you get offended, you offended like me. Yeah. No. Right? That's how, I'm, oh. I was thinking, Wait, like, whatever you th- say, if you're offended by what they, if they're offended by what you say, it is, it's however they take it. Just like how you took. Okay, yeah. yes. So yes. Same, you're just mm-hmm. going to give back the same energy that they gave you. Yes. Is what I'm hearing. That's what I hear a lot of people doing. You see but also people- at what point too, like it's 2021, Right. Mm-hmm. We have access to a lot of information. At what point are how many passes are we giving folks? Right. Well, see, mm-hmm. but that's where the, same case the situation me. comes into play. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I know like after George Floyd last year, when D.C. was tore up and I we weren't going into the office, but then we were like told to stay out of D.C. if possible to not go into the office. And never mind the people that live there. Right. But never mind. Um, our my supervisor in one of our staff meetings was like, you know, there's a lot going on. I'm not saying um, that one side is right and the other side is wrong. And I was like, there are sides? Right. Sounds very <gasps> down Trump to me. <laughs> there's good like, people on both sides. I'm just so confused. <laughs> and like not being able to, like not feeling safe enough to express that mm-hmm. is weird. It coming from someone that I already don't really respect is weird. Mm-hmm. Like only really talking about it with my like one other black coworker, like that shit was wild. I can't believe that he just fucking said that. You know what I mean? And like even this year, like not even being able to the Wednesday before we know that the bill is in the Senate or it's going through the House and that we're probably going to get Friday off. Not even feeling like I can be like, hey, what are we doing about Friday? Because it feels like it's a sticky subject. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even ask. I was it's for, weird. I was waiting for the email like, yeah, like how y'all going to act? One of my managers never, never discussed anything after um, Mr. Floyd was killed. Mm-hmm. So um, when things like <sighs> microaggressions and things like that, it almost makes you... People steer away from it because it's uncomfortable conversation. And um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> because Just, you said retaliation is is like king at your job. Yes. But I always feel like how do you doesn't it have to be proven like that's where I feel like it gets sticky with like conversation I mean, because it's not it's not the same as like an email trail where someone tried it. Well, it's it's all about documentation. So if. It is like one of our golden rules that um, re- retaliation is, is what is the term I'm looking for? It is uh, zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. And if you do something now, of course, there's still rules and regulations, right? Every, every job has one and you shouldn't necessarily cross a bunch of boundaries. But if you are, if you bring up something in an ethical manner um, and you address it and someone circles back to you in some form of retaliation, whether it be you don't get the promotion or you don't get the the little raise that they give you or um, they start piling on extra work, mm-hmm. the, the document, like all, that. all of that. And eventually, if, if it came to a situation where it needed to be escalated, then it's... I know for us it's zero tolerance. So I can't necessarily As long as they have proof of it, then right. you can at least say I'm realizing I'm receiving a retaliation f- and Right. Or even I feel retaliated against. Okay. Yeah, see that I wasn't mean, the, I had a previous job and this gentleman wasn't trying to be offensive, but he came to me, he had a subordinate and he came to me and another black coworker of mine. There's only a couple of us in the building. He's a white man, if it's not clear. And he was like 
how do I motivate a black man? Mm. Wait, wait, who did he ask that? Me and another black coworker of mine about his black subordinate. See, and this is where it gets really weird in the office dynamic because like that is so inappropriate across and so many different exactly. reasons. Exactly. We first of all, we were both looking at him like, what did you just say? Like, it's weird that you came to me. Right. One, I know why you came to me. But also, right. are, but you, also are, why? are you a manager? Are you a peer of that person? Or are you? I'm a pe- I was a peer. The per- okay. My coworker was a manager. Okay. So maybe she could have given advice. But it was also, you only came to us because we were right. black. Right. But at the same time, we're like, well, how do you motivate your white um like your white subordinates like why do you feel oh, like just like because he's black that, that was good that, that you was a needed good to back. motivate right. him any differently not because he's black there has to be another reason why he might not feel motivated right his race is, is not, not the reason to, you know what I mean? unless unless this is how you approach him in which right case, exactly it probably and, is. I know, and as, as soon as he said it and he, he saw our faces he was like okay i didn't mean like that so i knew he had good intentions but he was like, is in that moment he knew <laughs> he <laughs> had to <laughs> so but it's also so it's like one of those situations but that was like one of several things that happened at that job where I knew for you like I call, I probably could have documented all this stuff but right. I knew it wouldn't matter right. like the amount of minorities at that job was slim mm-hmm. and the things that the other people at that job got away with that the black people couldn't get away with yeah. like was light years apart so it was just like if the leadership is not Right. following up on certain things there's no point in me being here there's no point in me documenting this I just knew I needed an exit plan yeah. right. and I, I need to be out feel like in certain work environments that they're like, I feel like my work environment is kind of like that, where it's like stuff gets talked about with p- the people that aren't this, like whatever the problem is, like it's not a direct conversation. It's always like venting to other people in the work environment, which is bad because A, I can't defend myself or talk to you about what's going on. I don't, I may not even know that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And then B, like, you're like muddying the water of my work environment now where like Mm. everyone else seems to know that you have a problem with me and I either do know or don't know, but it's weird that like your manager is going to be talking to other people about you before they come directly to you. But that is also our work environment that it is very like indirect and it's very problematic. And that's why I brought up that thing about documentation just because if I'm going to bring up something to my manager and my manager is going to go to someone else in my work environment and be like, were you offended by this? Hmm. And then they say no, because it's, they may not have, right. they may not look like me. Right. They may not have the same, same issues with the same right. things that I yeah. do. And then they say no, then it's weird for everyone. Right. And then right. it's like, I, my point is invalidated, not because it wasn't real or didn't happen, but because mm-hmm. they're too afraid to have that conversation with me. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's it. I, I well, I wanted to start this off to, by asking, what do you guys? Are there ones microaggressions you remember being a part of, and in those moments, were you able to clap back? Were you able to address? Did you have to like stop and like regroup and come back to it? Did you just ignore it and never do anything at all? Do you guys have ones that you guys remember? Um, The first one that comes to mind is when I was a teenager and I was in Nordstrom and I was trying on clothes and the lady who was working in the dressing room was like helping me and I was like done, but she had like gone out of the room. And so I was like waiting to like hand her the clothes that I didn't want. Um, And someone came out of her dressing room and was like, just started talking and I just thought that at first I just thought that she was like just like one of those people that just like makes a social situation out of like whatever but then I realized that she was talking to me because she thought that I was working Mm. the dressing room and so then she was like oh like this didn't work for me and this didn't work for me and then goes to hand me her clothes (gasps) and like doesn't I didn't I was holding clothes I didn't reach out and so she was like just like talking and just like kind of I don't know toss did she really and I just watched them hit the floor. And I was like, I don't work here. <laughs> That's awkward for you. And I stepped over them and just walked out. Did she like, not that look awkward face for you? No, because I was just like, I don't even, that was wild of you that you yes. just did that. Assum- the assumption. Yeah. Yes. And so for like years, I was just like, didn't know 
what to like that's not racism but like that was wild and clearly like i'm the young black girl in nordstrom's i can't be shopping right so i must work there so well, i was it just about seemed... to say girl you had nordstrom's money <laughs> my as a mom teenager? listen the Oof. the a libra that is a child of a libra like we like to shop hey. oh yeah you are <laughs> but you are. yeah that was like for years, like always what I thought about. But even just like that was I a mean, great I guess... clap back without really being a clap back. Right. Right. Yeah. And that smooth step over. The Alan that, Iverson ooh, step over. Yes. First of all, I can just imagine her face to go with it. Like I just whenever I think about it, I just think about her like picking her clothes up off the floor. <laughs> like what are, what are you saying to yourself? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I can also I know you didn't say it, but I can also hear you saying, That's awkward for you. As you're walking out. Like, <laughs> like I know you did it, but I can still hear you doing it. Yes. I'm trying to think. All of mine, I feel like I didn't really realize what was happening in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I felt stuck. Kind of like when you're like, I feel offended, mm -hmm. but I don't also know what happened yeah. at this moment. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I was a Girl Scout years, a brownie. Oh, so what were we like? A baby. Six like, yeah. or something. And I remember in one of the meetings, when the other girl goes, oh, you're a burnt brownie. Oh. And in a moment, I was like, wait, but brownies are brown. Like, so are you an uncooked? Right, like, I was like, are you uncooked? Because even uncooked are darker than you. Right, like, like what? I, but I remember like going home and telling my mom and her friend, and they were like, "She said what to you?" And I'm just like, I remember being offended, but I don't like <laughs> my not. response wasn't not your right. response. Right. Um, but I feel like every single time something happens to me, I've I've never like it doesn't always click for me that you're being yeah. shady yeah. you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. unless you're being overtly shady then I know how to come back right. and give it to you the same energy you gave to me but if <laughs> like I if don't you're know, a racist and I know you're being right, racist in the moment and yeah. I or like someone I remember I had on like my Harriet um it was like a lot of black influential women mm -hmm. I have a hoodie on it and someone was like oh that sweatshirt's funny and what? I looked down and I was like wait what sweatshirt am I wearing and I was like what's so funny and I was in um, like Wegmans or <laughs> Harris Teeter or something I can't remember where I we were shopping I can imagine her being just that and loud was, and Shelton was just like shh, 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 shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no is my sweatshirt funny I don't know is Michelle Obama a comedian I didn't know it like going ham going slam off and Shelton was like you know what we don't need any of these groceries right we can just leave <laughs> the way I would have paid to see it yes. right but I'm sure that man also like, I'm sure I don't know what was going in I'm sure that moment felt a little bit more overt than yeah, some other yeah, situation yeah. I've been in but um I still feel like having like black hairstyles and having like white men being like oh your hair's so fun oh that looks so <laughs> oh, oh that, your hairstyle's always changing yeah I like that don't change it I'm gonna do whatever the mm -hmm. fuck I was gonna do yes but the same way that I was right. before right. 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 you stranger we this had is my self transfers just because I was too lazy to take a bath no <laughs> so it's gonna be done tomorrow the number of times that that has happened to me at work oh I like your hair this is the in between style I'm going somewhere tonight and this I'm just setting my hair right. this is not the hairstyle yes. I have a hat on <laughs> or, or just a simple phrase oh it it looks so different with the with the pauses in between. Oh, like, are you done? Right. That's what I was about. I was like, oh no, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> this is the style. <laughs> what, is it? what were you expecting? Uh, who are you talking to? <laughs> right. Oh god, I remember once I cut my hair and my boss was like, "Oh, I like your haircut, but I don't like when they go too short. Like when it's like when it's like." like cut like t you can see the skin in the back I'm like sir a fade? I didn't ask you right. I don't I don't care how you yes, like black women to wear their hair right. I did right. not inquire and also why did you feel comfortable enough to tell me how not to do my hair okay, are but, you paying for it but this is an interesting conversation to have having white friends mm -hmm. so you're because the only one that can contribute I know <laughs> We're listening. No, yeah, I, have I have some. I have some. I feel like there one. are a lot of moments where it is innocent. Like, it's not people trying yeah. to be rude. They're not trying to try you. They're not trying to be, like, covertly shady. It really is, like... They really did think you wanted chicken and watermelon. They thought that you wanted the chicken and the watermelon. Okay. My, my friends have never thought that, thankfully. Next time, bring Tiffany some chicken. <laughs> so you never feel like the token... Black friend in the group. I never said that. No, oh, I'm asking. Okay. I'm, asking. Oh. I'm not accusing. I'm just oh, asking. Oh. I'm, I think I'm saying, well, like with my friends, no. Mm. In environments, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think is how I would draw that line. Yeah. I always wondered that too with, um, so most, all of us except for Sai grew up in the same area, which is predominantly white. 
where you grew up wasn't, right? Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. No, so I, didn't oh, I didn't know that either. I figured only we <laughs> girls live in Michigan. about you every week? <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, I'd just like to say I'm not from Detroit or Flint or Saginaw, where there are a lot of majority black cities. I'm from a very suburban mm-hmm. <laughs> area outside of Michigan State University. Mm-hmm. To me, you can't get any caucasianer than that right there we, we used to call it like the rainbow mm-hmm. coalition because it just felt like nothing bad ever happens here butterflies fairies oh. my county thing. was just showing out about um critical race theory this week so i they feel sure like were. i feel like <laughs> well <laughs> maybe a little bit wider but yeah well so we all so okay so we all grew up yes. in majority white neighborhoods where we were a lot of times the only black person mm-hmm. on the team in the classroom in Definitely. social settings, a lot of times we were the, the touch point, the the black friend. Right, the. And so, <laughs> was it for you guys or for all of us? Was it ever annoying to be like the reference point for everything black in pretty much a lot of your social situations? Because I mean, for me, only time I really saw ma- majority black people was at church. Yes, mm, yeah. yes. Oh, my basketball team. <laughs> Not even my basketball team. My soccer me team. Me neither. None of it. Yeah. I was. Pretty much always the only black girl on the team. Oh, okay. Never only with basketball. But Loudon was a but. had a little more. Well, we than were Fairfax like Southside Loudon. Oh, Southside. Allegedly, we were like the hood of Loudon. Oh, so okay. Well, and Chantilly and Brooklyn didn't have a hood. No, no, I was Sterling. Oh. Statement. Sterling doesn't Tom, Tom. have a hood. I, no, but I feel like there's more black people in Loudon and areas of Loudon than there are in Fairfax County. But Agreed. Oh. Well, by the time I was in high school, it was less about being black and more about being Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And we had so, what we were the most diverse school in our county. Okay. So I would say for myself. Sorry and, to jump on. I thought you were saying there's a hood in McLean. No, and I just would want to tell everybody. No. There's that, nothing. Uh, there's an absolutely nothing hood about Except McLean. Nicole. Nicole it's, it's, is the hood of McLean. I am. <laughs> just for the hood. I'm the landmark of the hood in McLean. Oh my god! But when, so when we were, I would say maybe middle school, high school, it was more so appropriation than anything. So I mm. never felt like a token because everybody was striving to be what they thought was of color. So was like, like popular. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was like the hip hop culture, That's- the you know, I want to be oh, so quote unquote in there. down. Nicole no, was like, oh. I wasn't in there because people would look like I was. Again, I've always been a straight shooter, so people would be like, "Oh, Nicole, Nicole, you're so you're so cool." I'm like, I don't talk to you. Like we we not friends. Oh, so they wanted you to be cool, and you that's what made you cool, yeah. though. right? Because you didn't want to be cool. Right. Well, <laughs> I, did, I didn't want to know them. So, oh, whew. I mean, so that's a little deep. I mean, it it is what it is, but I. I never felt like a token, I should say, because everybody was striving to be like what they saw on 106 and Park. (laughs) Instead of instead of what a TRL, they didn't they've migrated from TRL and they were watching 106 and Park and they wanted to understand now they can get their hair braided like me. And, you know, or like they Mm. would come back from vacation and be like, oh, Nicole, look, I have my hair braided like favorite. you. I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, mine was like, well, we're the same color. Let's, oh let's compare. And it's they like, all got and all the parts of their hair because they ain't <laughs> put sunscreen there. Right. <laughs> or they would come <laughs> with that one piece of hair wrapped up in string and I'm like, I just really want to take a bucket of water and throw it on you or something. Oh, um, so turned a, we turned a corner. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we keep turning it. Sorry. It's, it's me. It's me. Hard left again. <laughs> it's me. It's me. But no, I never felt like I was a token because everybody was striving to be what they thought was me. Mm-hmm. No, I dealt with, I think I dealt with it a little um, differently. Uh, I did have instances of like, I remember vividly being on uh, the tennis team, my you played Fresh tennis? Man. It was Every week at something new. It is. It was, yeah. I played it, tennis for one lesson. <laughs> you didn't play. You tried tennis. Right. <laughs> that was in gym class. This is what yes. we have in common. Both future Serena Blake. It was gym class that you picked up a tennis. No, my dad tried to get me to take a lesson. I didn't like my teacher, so I quit. Oh, oh okay. Sense. That sounds on Sorry. Good yes, luck. Like your own so blessing. It was, could be rich right, right now. Right, okay. I don't uh, think I was very good. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't see me. No, 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 no,
know your strengths. Reasons why you didn't try it with someone else. Right. <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah, so I'm on the team. There is another, assuming she was fully full black, but I don't know if she was like mixed, a mixed girl, or if she was, both her parents were black. This or, is offensive. So interesting. Why can't she just be black? This is getting <laughs> I... Here's the point. So this is the issue that Person I was having. Color. Yes. No. 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 Well, no. Because she has. I thought Afri- we didn't like that as black people. Uh, this no. is so interesting. No, no I, I don't. I've heard. I've Wait, finish your story. Okay. Yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> and, either way, what I was trying to say about it was what I have noticed with my microaggressions as that is that anyone black person of color somewhere in between that has assimilated to white culture and doesn't know a lot about black culture will assume that you are wrong, even though you Mm. live your life in this black culture. So I've had several instances where I've had not only microaggressions from other white people, but the white people who have put this microaggression against me were backed. Then afterwards, you were saying earlier, like asking another black person about something Mm. by somebody who was ignorant. So can, you, just like, can you give an example? Yeah. So first thing that happened was it was in middle school. Um, there was a conversation about I, I think somebody was somebody was taunting me. Some white guy was taunting me. I can't remember about what we had gotten into an argument about something, and something about hair came up at some point in time, and he tried to join on me like you know that's why you don't even wash your hair every day, and I was like. No, we're not, to. I, we're not supposed to. Is that to. a diss? Right. Know. But here's the kicker. So then he has a black friend not too far away. Like we're in the hallway because we, we were arguing about something in the hallway. He has a black guy that comes up and he's making that joke. And he turns to the black guy, tells him the same thing. And then the black guy is like, oh, that's gross. And I was like, what? dude. You should be like, it's the only thing you wash every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time I didn't know that <laughs> uh, but, but it would have been great if I had I know uh, that's why I was late <laughs> uh, but yeah he backed him up and I was like dude you don't wash your hair every night he's like yes I do I was like okay well your mom definitely doesn't wash her hair every day I know one black and- woman who washes her hair every day and I don't um, understand. How dry is her it? Hair, I was about to say her hair must be so Crunchy. brittle I haven't seen it in it's what it sounds like which is yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know Black people don't normally wash their hair every day. Just going to put right. that caveat in there. It's going to make it dry and brittle. Exactly. Yeah. We don't have to because our hair doesn't get oily like Caucasian hair. And lay flat. It, yeah. It, it just revives our hair. We need yes, the oil. We need the moisture. Right. Not to strip it. Anyway, so that happened. So that's two microaggressions, you know, two. And you can't even defend mm-hmm. yourself because I'm literally in a hall with a bunch of other white people, one other black guy and myself. Yeah. There's no one else there. And what is, like, what, do, what is the shade here? Like, my hair doesn't stink. Right. <laughs> It was just something we had got. I don't, we just got into an argument, and it was like, like no one proof. Just like, what? What point are you trying to prove? Yeah, but I, I get it. Yeah, and then the other time was when I was saying when I was playing tennis. I was playing, and I did not shave my legs. Had Can never you do shaved the sound? my legs. Every time you hit, like, what was your sound when you hit the when the ball hit the racket? Couldn't even tell you. It's been years because uh. I literally only. <laughs> I like the sound of the ball in my racket. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Nicole said. <laughs> I really want to hear your. I couldn't remember. I mind you, I only played that year because I didn't come back in time for basketball tryouts. Every year after that, I made sure I was there on time. Um, it's disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, but, so I had, didn't shave my legs. Came to practice, and they were like one of the white girls. Ew, you don't shave your legs. <laughs> See, these fast people love to be like, oh my God, I'm so more advanced than exactly. you. Exactly. I remember dealing with Wait, that. were you in high school in middle, middle school? High school. High school, okay. And I knew also that nobody black that I knew shaved their legs. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody. And at the time, I think I had, like, was growing my black friend base, but at the time, I probably only had, like, two other black friends and then growing, people from church, right? So, like, growing the, your friend, black friend base? Friend group. I said. I thought that's what I said. What did I say? No, you did. I just okay. thought it was funny. You said you were growing your friend base, like a fan base. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to add some people. I added the one back behind me. <laughs> yeah, to the roster. <laughs> I was like, not having a friend roster. <laughs> what? This ain't enough. I need some more. Just I need some. Me I got some yes, I got. I got a good starting five. Can't anyway, basketball. Yeah. So I didn't. I knew we all didn't, and it wasn't offensive to me. But they were like completely grossed out about it 
And I'm standing here like... my legs. It doesn't even right. affect you. And so then I was like, well, black people don't shave their legs. And then that's why I was saying I'm not sure if she maybe had a different influence in her house as far as like a lot of white people I do know shave their legs. So if she had a white father or mother, there may be an influence to not. So that's what I'm saying. And she was agreeing with them. And I was just like... Oh, I got made fun yeah. of once in middle school for not shaving my legs. And I was like, oh, so I'll start shaving my legs. Yes. Same, <laughs> yeah. same thing. Well, like, that's where it started. And then I stopped. Because I was, was like, this too. was dumb. Yeah, this was so, it was so dumb. I didn't, I had no need. Like yeah. I didn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't as serious as she made it out to be. It really wasn't. And so that, but again, like those are microaggressions you get and there's nothing really you can do about them if you try to defend yourself and they turn to the only other person of color or mm-hmm. black person or whatever you want to call it and ask them and they don't do things the same. Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that. But now they validated their point. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't make it any more, it doesn't make your microaggression any less of a microaggression. Yeah. It was one. Period. I feel- Oh, were you? No, go ahead. Um, I was going to say that I used to experience that in high school also, but I think you used to also get a lot of microaggressions from black people mm-hmm. in high school, like specifically around like, I used to have like friend groups of like all kinds, like not, I don't yes. know, I just didn't have like Diverse. one. It was just, yeah, yeah, like I like, because I was an athlete and I was in like AP classes and I just like whatever. I just show off. Have, mm-hmm. No, but like I just <laughs> go off. That's how I mean it. Mm-hmm. I was an athlete. I was smart. No, but I just mean like I, whatever. So like it just like wasn't the black kids. Although like I was like I used to like fawn over the black kids because like I, kind of like missing out on my own community type of thing. Yeah. So anyways, um, this black kid one day was like, whatever. Like you think you're white, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? And they were like, you think you're white. That's why you hang out with all the white kids. And I was like, I hang out with the white kids because they're in all my classes. If you learned how to read, I would befriend you too. Where is it? Shots fired. There she go. I just feel like that's exactly where I learned how, like my smart mouth was mm. just like kind of defending myself. Like, yeah, same. why is this a battle that you're choosing with me? So I <laughs> yeah. think to, I'm glad you mentioned that because I do believe that oftentimes people maybe unintentionally will be a microaggressor because they think they are pinpointing an area of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, as and we your were t- blackness should be something you should be ashamed of, or the way in which you're, or your friend group, yes. or whoever, because like, being smart <clears throat> is akin to whiteness, mm-hmm. right? Like all of it being yeah. wrapped up into there. Because when I think about it, I don't, I can't necessarily recollect a lot of times that people that I felt microaggression because of my race, but my weight, mm. and people are like, "Oh, you're pretty for a big girl," and I'm like. <laughs> Bitch, I know. Whatever size, eyes pretty. Thank you. She cute, but um, people, I I believe that people choose an area where they think that you may be insecure mm-hmm. to microaggress to see where <laughs> they can get at. That's not you. just microaggression. That's just bullying one on one. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me too. So I went again, went to an all white school growing up and so I made it a point to only to go to HBCU when I graduated because for Same once in my girl. life I wanted to be Same in the girl. majority like, and this is the, the only Wonderful. time Please. that I could be amongst majority of my peers and just revel in my blackness so that's Can what I, I wanted to do. interrupt briefly and say that I am so jealous I was terrified of the idea of going to an HBCU because I was always like treated as an outlier by black people in my mm. school so, um. so so that's funny you said that because so my, fir- my freshman year of high school all of my friends were white because again that's all that's around. Not because I didn't want to be friends with black people, but my only black friends are at church because mm-hmm. I didn't know any black people that really played soccer. And in Real. basketball, how they put you on teams like on zones. So I didn't live near a lot of black people. So all of my teammates are white. Mm-hmm. I get to high school and I remember distinctly this one black girl with me. She's like, do you not have any black friends? And I was just like... <sighs> You're gonna make it weird. Yes. Yeah, I was just like, not here. Not really. But like, that's not my fault either. Yeah. It's not like, you know what I mean? So then I made a point to... Mm. then be friends and like befriend a lot of black people so then in high school most of my friends are black I go to college because again I want to go to HBCU I'm never going to have this opportunity again I get there and then there's a different set of I don't know if it's bullying or microaggression but like then it changes I remember some that you talk white oh, because yeah, yeah. all that stuff is happening yeah, and I then 
I remember someone distinctly having a conversation with a group of black people and they were telling me about like, oh, have your lights have never been cut off? You're not really black. It's like, oh, so my parents pay their bills on time. Oh, no. We're white. I don't right. I'm, you know whose lights have also never been cut off? Diddy's kids, <laughs> Jay-Z's children, <laughs> like all of these other very blackity black people black-ity that you black. know what I mean? Like right, but yes. you're talking to me about because I didn't struggle in the way that you struggled. I'm yes. not black. So, but then I, you find your people, no matter where you yeah. are, you always find your people. 100%. And I have amazing black friends that, you know, that I love. Yeah. But in our communities, that's another thing we have to deal with is yeah. how we're bullying each other based on our different experiences instead of just, and that was also an anomaly. I will say that going to HBCU was the best four years best. of my entire life. I wouldn't change that experience for anything. Shout out to the <laughs> Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Tuskegee. In Tuskegee, Alabama, yes. The other two went to white school, so they can't do this. Can't. Sorry. I made my experience real black, okay? Uh, yeah, we heard about your black experience. I could not. <laughs> I was friends with, like, the other four people that were there. <laughs> but that's, uh, I will say, we, in our community, we will do that. But at the same time, I feel like we come together when, when, oh, we, need yeah, to. when we need to. You know, we... Sure. Yeah. We so, pull up on me. <laughs> so let me ask this question. Do you think this is a microaggression? When you go show up to the cookout and somebody looks at you and goes, you don't know how to play spades. Yeah, yes. actually, I'm offended. Yes. I'm offended because <laughs> I know how, I know the basics of the game, but I can't get good this because it does. I am. I'm offended. I'm offended. You know who I'm offended by? My daddy. Call him out right here on this podcast. <laughs> because... Um, he makes because I can't. All of my family members are like real space players, Carol, and they make you feel bad. You. I can teach you. Okay, but it has to be in a safe space because black people do not let you learn in a safe space. No, they don't. <laughs> and so that's why I can't get good. I'm sweating just thinking about it's it. Okay, right they can now work on because it. they make you feel bad for not knowing. But at the same time, they don't want to teach you either. Well, because you gotta they, learn through let the me fire. Tell you, the so, I don't want to learn the fire. I know the basics. I just can't learn the strategy. Player, can I ask a quick question? Sure. In your college experience, everyone came into college knowing how to play already. Yeah, at, I mean, friends. for the most part, oh. I, I feel like, yeah, they, I feel like everyone just knew how, like, I could play certain card games, but spades, it was like, you didn't go to the spades table. No. Unless uh, you knew how to play. No, you okay. don't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's how everyone feels, Nicole. So, well, <laughs> no, I, I'm going to tell you, because I don't mind got, They educating. ran a 10 on us, and that was it. So we just, I had to learn. They ran a train on you. 10. Oh my God. <gasps> Lord. Why are you so deep in the mic? <laughs> you knew you were wrong. And no. still you yelled into the mic. That's what I've heard. not, no. I mean, I'm no. sex positive, but I just want to know. We what kind of train no. you were <laughs> we on? Are we on the Harry Potter train? You want to Hogwarts? What's happening? Oh my God. Oh, okay. What space games y'all be playing? As I was saying, I don't mind education. <laughs> We didn't get bored. They hit 10. Oh, 10. Books. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Got it. The first it's game I ever running played. running Boston, I think. Yeah. If you, yeah. 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 Ooh, that's, ooh. But yeah, I didn't think that they understood that. I thought it would have been. No, yeah, I understand I, what yeah. you were saying. Sorry. I heard train, just, not 10. It's not my fault. You heard what you wanted to hear. Right. <laughs> well, your but, body language. So, what I'm, I'm saying as an educator, <laughs> of playing spades right because it is accurate I'm not sitting down with no newbie at the table we playing for real we're not doing that you I'm can always sit playing for real no the, you can play you can play test rounds like if, if we were sitting mad at me. in you this casual setting we would absolutely like let's pull the cards out so let's w- talk about it when, when is it a non-casual like I'm not a, are there levels to this do we there know is. if there's money in a pot do we say yeah so <laughs> it it needs to be just like right now when you can learn how to not in the kids table <laughs> like <laughs> even right now if someone said in a casual setting oh I would like to learn but you don't wait until nine thirty at night, and somebody well, we look had, at you. We came at the at house the cookout, party, right? And goes, and somebody trying to play spades. That is not the time for learning. <laughs> that I don't that is, is a challenge. Let me tell y'all my story and why I'm so scared. No. We were in Mississippi because my family's Jesus. in Mississippi. We went to my cousin's house. It was my family. Okay, my family. <laughs> We've seen how your family plays. My so. father, my brother, me, and it was either my other brother or my mom. You would think it was safe. No, it was not. It's, not safe. it's also kind of wild because, like, if y'all didn't teach me, like, I I lived with y'all. Right, <laughs> y'all were the ones. We're together. To do this. Like, we're just chilling. I was like, oh, let's play. And I now y'all are shocked and surprised that and I don't know how to learn it when you, y'all didn't teach probably, me how to do it. Probably reneged, didn't you? You reneged. Yeah, she probably reneged. 
No, no, I know about not reneging. I forgot what I think. I just the strategy. I know the basics. It's the strategy of the game that messes me up, and I did something wrong. Oh, you I, probably held a high card where you should have played it. Probably, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's what I did do, yeah. and it was over from there. It was over. <laughs> My inheritance gone. <laughs> My edges gone. <laughs> I don't exist to them no more. I'm dead. They wrote you dead off. to them. Yes. And I have not picked up and played spades since. It's okay. Wow. I'll teach you, friend. It's okay. fine. That's Please. trauma. I just want right. to be involved in the next cook. I know how to play dominoes. Okay. Hey. I don't even know how to play dominoes. It's Mexican dominoes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we tried to play that and you talked the game on table. No, 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 no. You weren't playing Mexican dominoes. You were playing something else. What were we doing? What are Mexican dominoes? It's called Mexican Remember the game we played with Madison? Yeah. The rules are different than regular dominoes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 There's more dominoes. So I know how to play that. Very anybody well. want to look it up? I'm I know not how to play sure other card games too. It's just spades that kind of trips me up. I mean, so you scared. I am right, scared. but it's okay. Scared. We can get you Negros. out of that. We no, not y'all. Mm-hmm. Not others. Negros being scary. That's a microaggression. That is. So, so who's <laughs> the aggressor <laughs> now, Carol? <laughs> me, but y'all won't let me play spades. They won't teach me. But yeah, so um, I I know that to be. A microaggression when you show up to the cookout and somebody go, "What you mean you don't know how to play spades?" But again, it's who taught you? Nobody taught you. So if nobody taught you, then it's not your fault. All right, when we're in Puerto Rico, gotta bring cards so we can learn how to play. Girl, I got you. You gotta keep two decks in rotation. Oh, I'll show you the way. We got the dealer. Right. Right. Scottish is what it sounds like to me. Join us in two weeks for microaggressions part two. Bye.